Oh, yeah. For our audio-only listeners, it's an Arnold Palmer, so. I should I should just open with that sound. <laughs> I think that's yeah. that would be the perfect way. Um We're we're flying a missing man formation tonight. Yeah. We're missing Davy. Almondinger won and he's been partying too hard, so we're we're without Davy. He was so. up there in Charlotte on Saturday. Oh, I forgot he was at the race. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was. Pretty sure I saw him posting pictures because he was talking about it last week and because can you get you get like you can get free tickets to that race, right? Basically, yeah. I mean, I know la- or two years like ago s- they did like a free ticket giveaway. Sign up so. with like Blue Cross Blue Shield for something. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, which is a cool promotion, and it's a good way to try to fill the stands. Yeah. Um. <laughs> please, please come to a race. <laughs> well, it, there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. I mean, it's yeah. you know they're paying all that money to sponsor the race. They want to comp yeah. a bunch of tickets. Is what it is. Hey. So. Yeah. I appreciate it as a consumer. So yeah, well, exactly. I mean, that's yeah. Mm. Um, wow, we were on topic tonight to start. Yeah, yeah, I know a rare on topic start to the podcast. To give Davy uh, credit, his cold opens are good, but holy, can we just rag on Davy for the first five minutes <laughs> since he's not here to defend himself? We're gonna get some strongly worded messages if we do. Dude, that, I can't so. wait. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Um, did i do anything this week i raced two days in a row and got a migraine from it so that's fun (laughs) is it that weight of like trying to defend your championship no i I just it was really hot okay i (laughs) did a bunch of yard work earlier in the day and i didn't Mm. drink enough water and then i practiced really hard and then i started getting a blind spot i was like oh and then i still won anyway so no (laughs) he's at that level now folks I, I got to my main event and I was like feeling a little better and I was like, OK, if I whole shot this one, I'll I'll go. But if this guy beats me to the first corner, I'll just let him have it. And then I whole shot at him and I was like, <laughs> now I got to try it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah, no, I didn't do anything. I just watched college football all day Saturday. I took Bristol for a bath. He got a bath on Saturday, so he's a nice, nice smelling, soft doggy again. Um, awesome. And then watch you after this my friend's dog she has he's like a shiba hound mix and he has the most like comically oversized ears i've ever seen <laughs> and the to, most judgmental face i've ever seen as well <laughs> he's the best good good yeah. boy oh yeah oh. um and then watched uh you know watched nfl and nascar on sunday because that's it's the fall yeah. It's finally fall weather here in Michigan. It was like 50 degrees all weekend. It's 50 degrees now. My house is freezing cold because I'm not turning my furnace on, even though I'm going to have to once my roommate gets home. So, um, yeah. well, you know, save money while you can, folks. California weather, meanwhile, it was 99 on Saturday, and then uh, it's like 60 today. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, fall's actually starting. Finally, it's only a month <laughs> behind pace, but it's happening. So, yeah. Right. But uh, this is the Fake Racers podcast, not. Uh, Weekend Delight with uh, with he's Matthew. Hello, that's Joe. Other way. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> one, one of those direct one of those directions. I'm pretty sure it's opposite of you. I mean, we're on even footing this week. We were joking about it before we started, but. Or like yeah, I'm just playing in all the cardinal directions. So. Yeah, this is you know, I feel so calm that Davy's not here. <laughs> is that bad? I could do I could do like a fill in on Davy. Like I can talk some mad <laughs> mad shit about Daniel Hemrick when we get to the okay. Race. All right, all right. Okay. As long as as long as we're reaching that quota. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's get into hot laps because. Uh, AJ Allmendinger has won his third career cup series race, despite, you know, the, the rumors and it, we can talk about it, but that's what we're supposed to do. Cause this is a podcast after all, but, um, rumor is he's going back down to Xfinity. We'll talk about that later and kind of Xfinity silly season being a little weird right now, but, um, dominates this race. I mean, he leads the most laps out of anybody. I think he led the last 33 was the stat. Um, three or four really good restarts there at the end yeah, to kind of hold on to it. Like 
And every one of those restarts, too, I was just anticipating. I was like, this is when it's going to get stupid, isn't it? Because it yeah. just it was like over and over and over again. And he was just like, he did give him a chance. Every single one. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Yeah. yeah. Great drive, though. Um, what does it say about the emotion that he showed in winning? It I think it, it the coolest. That's one of the coolest things about like AJ when he wins. It's because like he treats every win like it could be his last. Um, and he kind of hinted at that with his interview too, where he's like, you know, you never know when the next one's going to come. But like, I think it's a big part of it too. Is it, you know, you look at how long he spent kind of in the cup midfield, just mm -hmm. seeing if it can, he make it. And then, you know, all the years with colleague to where now he is a force on ovals in the Xfinity series and you know, a cup series occasionally. And he is as good of a road racer as he's ever been. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's a lot of like, A, you don't know when your next win's ever going to come and B, like this is 10 to 15 years of just grinding away at, at your craft and it's finally paying off, you know? I, I think it was, I was talking with our, uh, our colleague, my colleague in the broadcast booth, Joseph Weaver, um, about it on our broadcast last night, but it's refreshing to see someone show emotion winning. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets lost on people. Leave I think it was Weaver's. It was so, somebody was saying. I'm pretty sure it was Weaver though. So he's getting the credit. Um, but to see a guy showing emotion, winning. Um, you know, so, so many times these guys they're just like, oh yeah, it's great to win this race. You know, it's good points day and like just to see. And not to say that like I I don't need every driver to be like overwhelming with their emotions. You know what I mean? I don't I don't need that. Yeah. But to show to be willing to be vulnerable and show that emotion with how high it is for him, especially with, speaking of AJ, um, that's just really cool. And it, it shows how important these races are, right? Like, um, it, it get, I think people get, you know, we, we talk about like William Byron winning, what he's won five or six races this year, whatever it is, or Truex has won three or four. And, you know, these guys, they win all these races and it's like each one, it feels like they're less and less excited to win. Um, and for AJ, even when he was in Xfinity, it didn't feel like any one of those wins he was like any less excited. Oh yeah. Um, but there's also like if you look at AJ's interviews, there's a difference in his level of excitement between his Cup and Xfinity wins too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, which is again, I think does a good job of showing how important the Cup series is and to win in the Cup series. I mean, it's the top form of motorsports in the United States. Um, you know, one of the top in the world. So I don't know. Yeah, I think a big part of it, too, is um, a lot of it is like the points format where I feel like at this point in time, if you're in the playoffs and you win a race, it's more of a relief almost because yeah. it's like, OK, we don't really have to stress about what, you know, our next couple weeks, we're on to the next round and our standings better. But for AJ, he's in a position where like you're kind of just racing for pride at this point. Mm -hmm. um, it reminds me a lot of, you know, you can look at like ricky craven's first career win where it's like he's not really in a points battle or anything it's just like this moment of like relief you know mm -hmm. um so i think that's another thing that makes like especially makes that special is like there there was no extra motivation for aj to go out and win this week he just he just went out and did it you know yeah. because they just wanted to win so badly yeah so yeah it was cool um wasn't cool there were some Big names eliminated from the playoffs. Um, but Wallace was eliminated despite having a really good run. Uh, Brad Keselowski was eliminated despite having a, a great season. But of course, Road Course come in the wreck last week at Talladega comes back to bite that team. Ross Chastain, the wreck last week at Talladega, finishing 36th, I believe, comes back to yeah. bite that team. And the other big one is Kyle Busch, who at one point this year was one of the favorites to win the title, um, also eliminated. After this round, I don't know if any of those guys are surprises with the way their seasons went. And I would say, based on early season momentum, Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain mm -hmm. were like, if you were to tell me back in April or June that either of those guys would have been knocked out. But considering how the last few months have gone, like, they've both been just irrelevant, it mm -hmm. seems like. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, Kyle was right up there in the mix when it mattered, but. You know, it's you're not going to be making moves on AJ Allmendinger to road course more often. I mean, that's it, it, to go back quickly to that. I mean, the way he 
adapted to Byron catching him and, and gapping him again afterwards. It was like, you know, Kyle in a car that probably wasn't driving nearly as well. And he's not the most um, acclaimed road course racer. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was going to take some a miracle for Kyle. The fact that he was even up there to begin with, though, was kind of like vintage Kyle almost. Right. Um, yeah, I, I do. It, it stunk that Bubba got knocked out especially because of and we could always talk about we're, we have talked about the way NASCAR handles it's like chicane cutting penalties <laughs> I, it's it's so dumb that like you get pushed off or spun and then you still have to stop and serve a penalty after you've already been penalized like it they they need some sort of like common sense ruling and yeah. that, that literally ruined Bubba's chances of making the next round but the the radio clips and his interview afterwards where he was not super down on himself and, you know, he didn't have to have his crew picking him up. Like that's definitely a huge sign of personal growth. And like the fact that he and this team are building confidence and they didn't walk into this race and go, Oh, well we stunk. Anyway, we had no chance. Now they had a chance. They ran great. Didn't work out, but that's how it goes sometimes. So, and that's a team that has to win next year, right? Like oh, yeah. they have to win a race. Yeah. I don't, don't care where it is, but they have to win the race. Another team that has to win a race next year is the six team. Um, They've been close so many times this year, but um, close doesn't matter at the end of the day. And Brad Keselowski was eliminated. It was a wreck last week. I think that probably was what did them in. Uh, I believe they came into this race 10 or so points out. It's manageable. Yeah. Um, But I also think next year there's, to road, well, we'll talk about the schedule, but might not set up, might not set up very well for the sixth team with the yeah, with the driver and, that they have. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, it it came apart too. Like it was kind of a similar thing where like Brad had good pace all day, but yeah, he just made too many mistakes when it mattered, and yep. he blew the front stretch chicane a couple times. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it, Chastain is the one that it's puzzling because their year. Ever since Darlington, I know they won at Nashville, but since Darlington, it feels like the edge was taken off. It kind of took the wind out of their sails, almost, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, there was so many they were races the early points. in the year that they dominated. Yeah. They were like... And then... I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they've been like a, not a barely like a fringe top 20 team at times, too. And I, and I think a big part of that, too, is just like a natural regression. You know, like you look at a big thing during that span was you know, two of the 400 cars were complete question marks of who's going to be driving them every week. It seemed like, and mm-hmm. you know, Bowman and, and Elliot have gotten more on pace. Um, and you know, a number of other guys, uh, those are just mm-hmm. two that off the top of my head. So I think that's a big part of it. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you didn't really see them just carry that momentum that they had earlier in the season and coming off last year, it just kind of fizzled out. So I don't know. Which is weird, too, because they finished second at Texas. <laughs> yeah, right. So like they looked like they were getting back to it. And then Talladega was a disaster. And and this yeah. race just was they were kind of what they've been on the road yep. courses this year. Um, all right. Well, I think I don't really think there was anything else to talk about in the cup race. I mean, uh, standard... Stenhouse had a weird fire. That was weird, so, but yeah. That's about it. He's okay. Yeah. Car may or may not be going to uh, R&D, but we'll Probably see. should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice, though, because it was all coming out of the right front corner, which is right where he had he and Eric Jones had made contact. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking he, like, and that's right where the exhaust comes out. So I'm thinking maybe it dislodged some door foam or something onto the exhaust. Yeah. That's, like, the only thing I could think of. So. Yeah. But, yeah. That would make uh, sense. That foam shouldn't burn is the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fun race, uh, cool winner, and yeah. uh, run to the round of eight. That's what we like. That's what we like. Sam Mayer won on Saturday. I don't know if he's classified as a cool winner, but he was in a. I think he had to win. I'm remembering. I think my, so. Yeah. So had to win the race. Wins the race. Qualified on pole. Dominated it. Um. That one team. They are good on the road courses. That's his yeah, third win it, of the I year. Is it three in a row, too, I think? Or or no, India, I think, was in between there. Yep. Yeah. I think India was after right. Road America. 
but still three road course race uh, road course wins already. I mean, he's been faster and faster on the ovals this year, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we even said this on the show that I was like, once Sam Mayer got that first win out of the way, it seemed like the rest were going to come after that. So um, I don't necessarily know if he is a title favorite, but um, well, he's fourth in yeah. points going into this round. He's ahead of Cole Custer. Yeah. Also, I'm. <laughs> I totally forgot to because uh, I'm looking at his results right now. His last three finishes were 37, 35th, 38th. Yeah. So no, yeah, definitely I must win. Yeah. So <laughs> this race, though, did have an absolutely wild uh, like battle for that last transfer spot because you had Kligerman who was right up there. Hemrick literally missed it by inches. Um, yep. He almost pulled off the three wide pass out of the last corner. Um, Sheldon Creed barely holds on because of that. Jeb Burton looked like he was going to battle for the win until he overshot the, the first corner and, and just well, pile drove all into the tires with, him. you know, yeah, Jeb no, Burton that things. was embarrassing. <laughs> Jeb Burton's so funny. He's got like there's raw talent there, but God, he makes some dumb decisions. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I felt like both races this weekend were pretty good. So, yeah, um, it was yeah, a good solid weekend put on a clinic, right? Yeah. Like it. That's what you there. you need that every now and then you just need a good weekend of racing. You don't. Yeah, we don't need some crazy storyline coming out of the weekend or, you know, we don't. I don't know. Yeah. And like there was the rumors that the Roval was going to go away, which I think would just be just like a ridiculous idea. I mean, every single yeah. race here has been like an instant classic. So every race is going away next year. Yeah. Uh, NASCAR's no dying. NASCAR. Didn't you know that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Josh Berry, Parker Clearman, Jeb Burton, Daniel Hemrick. Um, two of those guys are going to the Cup Series next year with Hemrick going to the colleague team. And then, of course, Josh Berry taking over for Kevin Harvick. Uh, Josh Berry with a very wimpy final, second full time and final full time year in Xfinity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about this a few weeks ago, too, where like there's been speed, but he's made mistakes or. Um, wow, I just typed Josh Mayer, not Josh Barry. That's okay. Um, he's been making mistakes. Um, I, th- I think we all know the talents there, and it's just like it, it's like we talked about where they came into this year with actual expectations, and you know, that that weighs on you. So, mm-hmm. um, um uh, Daniel Hemrick just had another Daniel Hemrick season. There's not too much to talk about there. Jeb Burton, of course, got yeah. the win at Talladega earlier this year. Uh, like you said, in a position to advance until he makes a mistake. For that Jordan Anderson team, I think chalk it up, 12th place finish in points, that's a pretty successful season. Yeah, oh yeah. And I mean, Parker Retzlav has had a solid season too. Like, it's it's crazy to go back a couple of years where they were struggling to even qualify for races, and now yeah. they've got two, like, solid top 15, <laughs> top 20 cars. I remember they had to put Josh Berry in their cars so they could qualify. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that to exploit the, like, race winner thing yep. just to make the field. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, and then Parker Klegerman, first full time year with uh, Big Machine Racing. Again, another very solid year. They're going to get a top 12 points finish. Yeah. So, and I mean, Parker's done a, a fantastic job in that car this year. So, I mean, we all saw it last year, too, with when when Jade Buford got kicked out of the car and they started putting the cup guys in and and Reddick like immediately went out and won in it. So mm-hmm. like we like this. There's speed the there. there. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. OK. Sure. Oh, we did a good job. We're making good time. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> we're speed running this. Um, well, <laughs> I think this is where we're going to slog through it a little bit. So from the shop. You got the soundboard up. Oh, God. Uh, from the shop. <laughs> Hang on, where's the voice mod? That's oh, man. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. Operating. You just uh, tell me when you're ready. Uh, uh. Uh, okay, I'm ready. All right, let's go to From the Shop. <laughs> okay, there we go. I hope you guys liked all the buildup for that. So. <laughs> the yeah. pipes. Um, 2024 NASCAR National Series schedules were released. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of changes with you, okay? I want just instant reaction. Starting off the year with two super speedways, Daytona 500 and then Atlanta. Eh. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Texas moving to the spring out of the playoffs. I have no uh, out of the playoffs. That's good. Okay. Let's just get it over with. 
North Wilkesboro returning as the all-star race. Awesome. Love it. Iowa being added to the cup schedule just in, you know, because no Montreal. Um, sucks that we don't get Montreal. Uh, if they improve the short track package, uh, it could be a great race. So. We return to the Indy Roval or Oval. Uh, I hope it works. <laughs> I hope it's good. That's what I have to say. Uh, Daytona is moved out of the last race before the playoffs. I like that move a lot. Darlington being the last race before the playoffs. That's a banger. Also love that. The first round of the playoffs containing Atlanta, Watkins Glen, and Bristol. Uh, that's going to be certified bro moment. Uh, it's going to suck, but it's also going to be really good. And Phoenix still being the finale. Uh, not a huge fan. Okay. Uh, we all know why it's there. So. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about some of these things a little more in depth then. Um, good initial reactions. I, I, th- I agree with you on most of them. Um, yeah. Trying to think of which one I didn't. Texas being moved out of the playoffs, that is an absolute win, right? Like, yeah. They get to go in the spring. I think that's a more favorable date for them. It's The one thing that sucks is for race fans in Texas, both of your races are in the first half of the year. Yeah. That kind of that kind of blows. You have to almost wait a whole year. Um, as someone that lives in the portion of the country where they only come up here in the summer, it sucks. But you know what? It's better it's than same. It's better than nothing, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Oh, you mentioned it earlier. I forgot to say. Uh, but Charlotte Roval coming back. That's a thumbs up from you. I'm assuming. I think yes. That's yeah. thumbs up. Um, I, I think they they talked about it a little bit, but it. Again, having one race on the oval, one race on the road course, it kind of adds emphasis that, okay, you can only win on the oval once a year, and it's the Coke 600. Yeah. Um, I've always believed you need more unique racetracks, despite hating the fact that they only go to my racetrack once. So, you know, if you could have an extra racetrack on the schedule but still use the same venue, I think that's a, that's a win. Um, no double headers on the schedule, despite that being a rumor that was floating around because of course we have the two week Olympic break this year since it's uh, NBC's portion of the schedule with the Olympics. Um, yep. so that kind of sucks in my opinion, cause you two weeks off in the middle of the year, but it's, I'm assuming it's, it's better for the teams than only having one off week, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I still think that they could definitely squeeze a couple off weeks in there somewhere just because it's like it's such a grind for these crew guys. Well, and, um, and the problem is they don't want to go too far into the NFL season. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah. Um, Forgot to. So Iowa, Iowa's the big one, right? That's the only new track on this schedule this year. Um, yeah. It's going to be a Sunday night race. 7 p.m. on NBC. Or on USA, I'm sorry, it won't be on NBC. But it is NBC's first race of their portion of the schedule, I believe. Um, that's such a good move. I, I know you said the thing about the short track package, but I think progressive banking and multi-groove, and I think it's not going to matter. Yeah, I, I've definitely seen a lot of discussion about how like the next gen has worked on these tracks with multi-grooves really well. So mm-hmm. that, that definitely, even if it's not great, like they've been rumored to go to Iowa for like 15 years now for the cup series. So it's cool that we're finally getting there. Hey, it's the only track that's purpose built to race race cars in the 21st century too. Don't forget about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the only one with, you know, built with safer barriers. In yeah. It. Um, so. so, you know, that's awesome. Uh, good for Iowa. I hope it's not a one-off. Same. I hope it's not, Oh, we can go to Montreal next year. We're gonna go to Montreal. I, if you want I think to take it'd be cool, but we could do both. Yeah. I mean, take a date. Like, I don't like taking dates away from racetracks because it sucks. But if you're going to take a date away from a track, take a date away from Richmond. Take a date away from you can take a date away from Darlington. I know everyone loves Darlington so much and racing there twice a year. Guess what? We don't need to race there twice a year. We can race there once a year and still be fine. Yeah. Um. But, you know, it. Yeah, it's it's hard to find one to take away. I guess I mean. Does Vegas need two races? Not really. No. But the problem Kansas. with that is that's yeah, Kansas would be one. It has to be a NASCAR track, most likely, to take a date away. Yeah. That's that's the problem. Yeah. Um, doesn't have to be, I guess, but So that's kind of where you're at with that. Um Daytona, the second Daytona race not being immediately before the playoffs. I think it should be. 
that has made that race so intense, so enjoyable to watch. Um, I still think it's going to be intense. Yeah. But the yeah, picture sure. is going to be so much more clearer going into that last race before the playoffs. Yeah, I, I guess the part of me is... I. Like, I did enjoy the, like, intensity and, like, the weight of that race. But I'm just, I'm imagining it from the perspective of, say, somebody like Pablo Wallace this year where you're going in that race and you don't have to worry about, you know, 15 other guys who are just going to chuck an absolute Hail Mary as their last You only got to worry about Eric Jones. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not not to say that, like, guys like Corey LaJoy and whoever's going to be on the bubble are not circling that race, but it's, it's just, like, one notch down from just the, like, unhinged like anxiety that that race well and the other thing that's kind of i feel like it's been lost in the shuffle atlanta being moved into the playoffs means it's one less wild card in the regular season yeah right yeah like did it matter this year not really i think what william byron won the the july race and joey logano won the spring race like it didn't did it really matter at the end of the day it didn't but it could in the future yeah um no. So. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about two super speedways and two road courses in the playoffs. I like <laughs> yeah, that we it's, it's a little I saw people sketchy. I saw people making fun of Ben Kennedy for, you know, this schedule being like something a child wrote. I saw that comment a lot. Um I understand what you're saying. I don't think that's a good way to look at it. Because people always ask for the schedule to be shaken up and it should be shook up. And they shook it up, and just because you didn't like how it got shook up, you're complaining? Yeah. Huh? It- huh? It's going to change next year, too. I, I I don't foresee Darlington being outside of the playoffs next year because we won't have a two-week break in the middle of the season. Yeah, that you know, that's fair. So Everything will get moved uh, back up a week. Either Atlanta or Watkins Glen or both will be moved back outside the playoffs. I have a feeling Watkins Glen would be more likely to get moved back into like August or July or wh- yeah, wherever because sure. I have a f- they might lose out on a lot of that ca- those camping numbers that they like to tout so much with it being a- in September, especially with like how long like for like thirty years that race has been on like the same weekend too. Yeah, it's always been I mean, and, beginning of August, right? Like, yeah, and and it's like what well, you know we talk about all the time like. Sonoma in the West Coast swing would be awesome, and I agree. But like Sonoma's in the summer because of wineries that are all around it. Yep. Like it's literally there's literally nothing around Sonoma except like vineyards. Yep. So makes logistical sense. It just sucks as a spectator. Yeah. Um. People also like. I think I made the joke on the JTN Twitter account. Go follow it at Joto Network. Uh, shameless plug. But uh, you know we're doing Daytona, Atlanta, the first two races. There's gonna be a lot of junked race cars. But Ben Kennedy makes a good point. Hey. People that watch Daytona 500, they're going to more likely probably watch Atlanta and watch the whole race because it's the same racing they saw the week before. Yeah, I definitely did see that point a lot. And like. It it's I don't, kind of annoying, but it makes sense. It makes so. sense, because if you can draw them in for two, you can get them easier on that third. Yeah. Um. And what what is the third race? Is it still Vegas? Yeah, because then yeah, you go Vegas, so. Phoenix. I think Richmond moved up and Bristol, of course, we, we've talked about this, but we're not going back to Bristol dirt. Yeah, um, actually, it is kind of funny how there is like a natural kind of like coming down effect because it's Daytona and then Atlanta, Vegas, Phoenix, Bristol. Like it just gets slower and slower every week. Yeah. Um, um, Easter is March 31st. I believe they're racing at Martinsville that day. Nope, they're racing at Richmond that night. Easter night, they're racing at Richmond. So, before they did... This is a fun fact. Do you want to hear a fun fact? I do. All right, so... Before the Bristol Dirt races the last two years that were run on Easter, the only other time NASCAR ran on Easter was at Richmond Raceway because of a snowstorm that postponed the race to Easter Sunday. I I remember as a kid that, like, Easter Sunday, there was never races on. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) So, So... Um, yeah, I mean, the, the schedule, I think the schedule is better the way it is now. So, yeah, you go Daytona, Atlanta, Vegas, Phoenix, and then Bristol. So that's your first five. Then you go to Coda then you go to Richmond, Martinsville, Texas. So that's kind of a little stinky. You go to Texas and then go back home for two weeks and then go back to Texas. 
three road courses in four or three short tracks in four weeks is kind of weird too. They've always done that though. I don't know because are they really? Because I I always know Bristol and Martinsville are close, but I I don't remember Richmond being that close to them. I'm pretty sure they were back to back to back this past year too. Huh? They've been they've been like that. Um, you know, Dover kept its date, so that's good. Like you said, Kansas still has two races. Darlington has two races. Um. But yeah, I don't know. The Nashville Cup race is slated to be a three thirty Eastern start. A little worried about that because it gets hot in Tennessee. Yeah, dude. And, and yeah, I was gonna say that seems like it's not gonna be a good time. Also, could we not have the Chicago Street race at four thirty, please? Yeah, that's needs to be earlier in the day, silly geese. But the ratings, Joe. <laughs> Okay, whatever. The 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 magic numbers that that uh, some company makes up to tell you how good the thing did means we need to start later. Of course. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I, I like the schedule. I think it's a good schedule. Both Richmond races are night races. Yes, finally. They're both Sunday night races too. Less cool, but still cool. Okay. <laughs> um. We need Saturday night race. We need more Saturday night races, don't we? Dude, yeah, yeah. It's like some Saturday night short track action. The only Saturday night race we have is Bristol. That's weird. Right? Let me see. Let me make sure that's that's correct. Uh, no, Daytona's a Saturday as well. Okay, but the only, like... So there's only two Saturday night races. Yeah, that's that's weird. Oh. Remember when the, the All-Star race used to be on a Saturday night, right? Yeah. Why is it not? Why is it not Sunday night? Yeah. What's so much more prime about a Sunday? Um, there are no standalone dates on the Xfinity schedule next year. I believe. Let me just do Wait, a quick really? quick zoom through the schedule. Oh no, Portland. Portland's a standalone. That is the only standalone date on the Xfinity series schedule next season. That's pretty lame. Um, and then the only standalone date on the truck series schedule is irp but that's not really a standalone because it's the same or do they go back to milwaukee they go back to milwaukee yes they are going back to milwaukee so irp in milwaukee but irp doesn't count because it's literally across the street it is not literally across the street let me tell you it's about 10 minute drive 10 15 minute drive not across the street but yeah it's it's pretty much across the street um (laughs) so but uh yeah i don't know i like i like shaking up the schedule you have to shake it up I feel like the yeah. changes are good. I don't really not going to do the whole song and dance about uh, two super speedways and two road courses in the playoffs. Deal with it. The playoffs races should change. Hopefully, we actually get to see the Xfinity Series race at Chicago this year. Also, yeah, really. That that stunk. That did stink. <laughs> um, speaking of the Xfinity Series, Haley Deegan uh, announced she will be dro- moving up to the Xfinity Series to drive for AM Racing. <clears throat> um, pretty much Ford's new factory team. Haley Deegan and Riley Herbst, basically, yeah. Is I mean, is Riley going to the AM Racing team? That I don't know. Is that what is you're saying? Because I've heard no, Stuart Haas no, is shutting Ford's... down their Xfinity program, and I I wouldn't be Are surprised. They? Oh my gosh! Who yeah, knows? Who it, knows? It's like Xfinity Ford silly season got... is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's about to get even weirder. Um, oh, why is that? <laughs> well, we'll get there. Uh, I mixed feelings about this because like you know we all we, a lot of people have grappled grappled on to the one xfinity start that Haley made last year and she ran really well and everybody was like there it is maybe the truck series just doesn't fit her her skill set but it's been like three years and it should fit <laughs> your skill set should be that by now right um that said i also did get awoken to the dumbest beef that i don't care about which is that apparently Haley deegan and and dean Thompson. Thompson, I forgot his last name for a second. <laughs> Have some kind of beef when they're both running 19th every week in the truck series. Who so knows? That's cool. I can't tell you how much I don't care. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I hope it works out. Um, but like, you know, I and again, I've been on record for saying that I think Haley being successful would be really good for NASCAR and just right. like racing as a whole. But like. If she doesn't do well next year, then what's the excuse then? 
you know. No, she's, she's racing for AM Racing. Oh, true. I'm telling you that will be the excuse. I Yeah. So and and like the fact too that like Brett Moffitt might be gone from that team means that's like a measuring stick that's gone. So who knows? I I, I don't even know. So yeah, I don't. Ford's in a weird spot right now. <laughs> let's. I mean, let's talk about it. What is Ford doing? Yeah. Who do I they mean, have that... in developmental? Roush doesn't have a development program anymore. Like once Cindric got to Cup, they were like, "All right, we're good." Like Penske was. Which power then, to them. Yeah. Like. Uh, Stuart Haas. I mean, they've got Custer and that's not really and, developmental. That's yeah, relegation. That's like, <laughs> we developed you and then it didn't work out. And so because we because we refuse to change anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just figure it out. Forehead. What's wrong? That's pretty much that is that has been SHR like. Yeah. Hey, Chase Briscoe, you're struggling. Figure it out. <laughs> So now it's like, well, we'll steal other people's de- development drivers who are over the age of 30. Yeah, Josh Berry, get over here. Um, and Ryan Priest. Yeah, we, we want to hire a real race car driver. I like because Davey's not here, so he can't defend <laughs> what SHR is doing. To be fair, I don't think he even defends them. I, I think oh, he no, knows no, no. that Ryan Priest is just caught up in the wave of garbage that's going on over there. Right I now. just it it's so it's so confusing how they can have as many resources as we think they have, um, and struggle as much as they have this year. And this is yeah, the second I'm, second in three years that they've like struggled like this. I'm just trying to think of like what like because Thorsport. Or Thorsport, yeah, they're running Fords again. So it's almost like they tried to set up a ladder again, but like nobody. They don't have really, anyone. Yeah, nobody worthwhile has come through it. Like Zane Smith, he left. How long? Yeah, they literally the the one promising guy they've had in their system. They're like, yeah, we don't need him. Whatever. Let's not um, let's not help front row out at all to try to keep. Yeah, him. we'll help Haley Deegan find a ride, but Zane Smith, a champion in our in our Fords, now we don't need him. And a truck that does not have the amount of factory support that it should. Nah, no, don't need them. Like it, you look at the other people they brought up, like Tanner Gray has done nothing in how many years? And now he's now uh, he's a Toyota guy. Yeah. Because <laughs> they it's lost DGR. So... I mean, it, like. I it yeah. makes no sense. It it just it it's so we were talking about we we did the I don't know if I, I don't think you were part of this, but. When Dave and I started this show, we had three weeks in the off season, that first off season, where we talked about Toyota, Chevy, and Ford. We talked about their development system, separate episodes. We talked head to tail about the system. And yeah. we said, hey, Ford's in the best spot. Look at, they got Cindric, they have uh, Briscoe, they've done a good job cultivating talent but not being overbearing chevy on the other hand their system's just kind of loose and fast and you know they they have a not they're not like toyota where they're hiring everybody under the sun but they're also you know they're not like ford where they're like really honing in on two guys and then you know toyota i've i am a toyota development system hater hello (laughs) look at my hat um we talked about toyota and how they just they have too many people Right, yeah. because they they believe in lottery ticket luck. If I get enough lottery tickets, I'll win. Ford says, "Hey, I'm gonna pick my lottery tickets. I'm gonna bet on these guys. I'm gonna make an informed decision." Chevy's like, well, "I'm gonna buy five lottery tickets and I'm gonna pick the numbers myself." Yeah. So it. Chevy has a ton of development drivers, but they also have a ton of cup teams for them to to go to. Exactly, and that's the problem, right? Like Toyota doesn't yeah. have them, and Ford, who knows? Um. I would hope Roush gets involved in that development program because I see Brad is running three years more, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think he's right. He's he's probably once he gets that win, I think it's going to be pretty quick to him saying, "All right, I'm done." Yeah. Um, I did my job. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then who knows what Penske's going to do? Because again, Joe Logano is still super young, right? Ryan Blaney's obviously he's, young. I say super young, Joey but Joey Logano's like thirty. He's thirty-three. Yeah. But yeah. Again, he's like he's already like a ten-year Cup veteran, which is so he's crazy. got ten more years. Yeah. <laughs> it's just gonna be another ten years of like all that for a Logano win. Yeah. 
Um, you know, what are they going to do with the two car? Austin Cindric had to go out this past weekend and say, yeah, I'm returning to the two car. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but they haven't performed this year, but no, neither has the rest of the team. You know, Blaney's in the round of eight, but I haven't been impressed with the 12 team. No. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, Ford's development system is so weird. And let's talk about the other weird things happening. You know, the guy that just won the cup race, he's getting, he's, he's moving down to Xfinity. Maybe. Maybe not now. I just, I just have to remind everybody for, how ahead of the curve I was on saying something Dillon. weird was going on at Colleague. For Ty after, Dillon, <laughs> supposedly. After Atlanta, when I said something's going on at Colleague, and you guys were like, no, that's crazy. And then look what's happened the last few months. <laughs> Justin Haley, he's leaving telling you. Rick Ware? Yeah. What? <laughs> you have that. And then AJ Allmendinger just won a cup race, and all we're talking about is him getting demoted? Yeah. What? Still undis- he still doesn't know what car he's going to be driving next year. And like. <laughs> the worst part is, I don't know what car I'm going to be driving. I just know I'm going to be driving for Coley. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know how weird that is? Uh, uh, and now it. Chandler Smith might be leaving because he wants to go back to the Toyota mothership and go to Gibbs. And when Chris yeah, Rice Chris was asked Rice. about it, he's like, money talks. I'm like, what? He had an, a really weird interview about that, too. Yeah. Where he basically just kept telling everybody to go to talk to Chandler Smith's agent. And it's like, oh, God. Like, how frustrating. So- if you're if you're calling, how frustrated. How frustrating can that be? Because we don't again, we don't know if they're doing something weird or if the drivers are being weird or or what's going on there. You know, I, I don't know if you listened to Justin Haley when he was on the Dale Jr. Uh, download, but Dale asked good questions. And Justin Haley talked about how, you know, oh, I believe in this process. It, you know, there, there's a good relationship there with RFK. RFK is on the up. You know, uh, OK, I can buy into this. Yeah. Rick, I believe Rick Ware. I believe he's going to make investments and all that. Right. Why is Chandler Smith leaving to go to Gibbs when there's no like it doesn't make sense? I, I it doesn't seem like there's a future. On, yeah, I guess he's trying he to get to, in on like the, the sweepstakes the for legs, Martin Shrix's ride, like that or the Legacy Motor Club like ride, like uh, if they eventually decide to kick Eric Jones out again. Oh my god. Know. Why would you say that? I'm not rooting for it. You but like say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know how happy I was, you know little boy joe always rooting for that 43 cheerios car and then to see his favorite driver get to drive that 43 car despite being kicked out of an (laughs) awesome opportunity you know what i was okay with it i was happy i was like oh i can wear 43 merch and it'll be good and now you're telling me you're you're gonna take that away from me matt you're gonna take that away from (laughs) me i'm not gonna take it away from you blame joe gibbs (laughs) i'm no i'm I'm blaming uh with dave wilson yeah um, As TRD Ted guy for folks out there that don't know. Um, I had an article pulled up about this, um, about Chandler Smith, but, but yeah, it, there's just so much weirdness going on. They won a bunch of, right? They won like what, two or three races at the beginning of the year. And then they've just been quiet. They won. So they won Richmond. I mean, oh, that's right. They did win Richmond. Yeah. Chandler won. Uh... Oh my God. Or no. Yeah. That is Las Vegas was the one he got past. Right. Yeah. The so they won at Richmond. Um, they have one win. Yeah. He, he won at Richmond and then he just kind of went. I mean, that's like what we talked about. Like, Colleague just as a general just hasn't been very fast this year. And like, um, but he's just kind of gone back to running where you would expect a rookie to run. And now it's like, oh, he's leaving. And it's like, what? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I don't. It, it's so weird how, you know, a year and a half ago, Colleague was like the hot spot to be. And now it seems like they're struggling to find a second driver on, in either series, you know? Well, so the rumor is Ty Dillon's going to the second Colleague Cup seat. Why Ty Dillon is getting a third opportunity? I don't know. Over AJ Allmendinger. Who knows? Money, probably, because as Chris Rice said, money talks. Um. Could it be that Chandler Smith is annoyed that he's not getting the cup opportunity when he's outperformed Daniel Hemrick all year? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I I guess. Um. Which is weird because I mean he's driven the the third cup car every time they've rolled it out. Yeah. 
<laughs> and again, I think that's a, that's another uh, money talks. Yeah. So I I don't know, man. It's it's so weird. What are we doing? Even then, like, okay, you're like, if he was like, let's say, at least mad that Hemrick is getting the cup car over him, like, um, like, what part of Chandler Smith is looking at that and going like, no, but if I will be the one who's gonna win <laughs> races for Colleague and make the playoffs, like, I'm ready. It's like I. <laughs> I don't Is know, that man. anyone? <laughs> I mean, AJ won a race, but move. Yeah, it's not like they've been great this year. No, it's just so bizarre. It's, it's just so much uh, weird energy. Yeah, I don't know. All right, why? Why am I getting spammed with notifications of Weaver tagging Dewey? Where is this at? Oh God. Sorry, I'm getting spammed with notifications. Uh, <laughs> what did Dewey do? Uh, our old Among Us server, oh. uh, Weaver is just tagging Dewey over and over and over again in there. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> sorry. You're good. No, sorry, uh, our Among Us server with Kevin Swindell in it. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so Kevin yeah. Swindell's getting the, the tags. Yeah, too. he's getting spammed. <laughs> um, so. All right. Bottom slip moment of the week, Matt. I got mine. I'm going to give mine first. You ready? Uh, yeah, you go. I didn't even think about this. <laughs> okay. All right. My bottom slip moment of the week. University of Miami Hurricanes. They are up. They have the ball with 30 seconds left in the game. A running clock. They are playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech has no timeouts left. In football, you can just kneel the ball down. They could have just kneeled the ball down. <laughs> And finish the game. Wouldn't have had to snap the ball again. No, they're going to run a draw play. Running back fumbles the ball. Georgia Tech gets the ball. I believe it was at their like own 40 or so. So at the Georgia Tech 40. Georgia Tech drives down the field. And scores a touchdown in like 20 seconds. Miami was 4-0. They are now 4-1. Or 5-1. Maybe they were 5-0. I don't know. They were undefeated and they were 17th in the country. They lost. They're still ranked. That's a they, farce. They, they literally did the miracle at the Meadowlands again. <laughs> the worst part is this isn't the first time that this has happened with head coach Mario Cristobal. He's done this when he was at Oregon. They lost a game the same way to Stanford. Oh um, so, you know. That was so, my bottom uh, split moment of the week. That was the dumbest thing I've seen. I'm thinking of... I don't know if I should make my bottom split moment uh, the U.S. MX of Nations team or just the rest of the world because uh, France whooped everybody's asses this year <laughs> MX of Nations. Um, I'm going to go with the U.S. because they couldn't find a team all mm. year. Like, they were struggling to find anybody who would go race. And it's basically like the World Cup of motocross. Mm -hmm. And they had, they I don't want to say settled because, like, Aaron Plessinger, RJ Hampshire, and Christian Craig are all, like, extremely good at riding a dirt bike. But it would be like if NASCAR was entering a World Cup and they sent like Alex Bowman, Eric Almarola, and Corey LaJoy to go represent them. Because um, they finished eighth. So, <laughs> out of how many? So, uh, 37, which doesn't sound as bad on paper, but like. But still, you have most of the talent in the world. Yeah, it's the US and like the AMA is considered like the pinnacle of motocross. And it's like you couldn't get chase sexton or justin cooper or cooper webb uh eli tomac blew out his achilles so he's out of commission oh and by the way oh hayden deegan just straight up didn't want to go because america or something i don't know what and, oh yeah but <laughs> that is, is he, the most is bizarre he weird thing is it. he weird he's weird okay all right yeah. that's all you need to say he, he's he's like his dad he's very weird okay uh <laughs> um and it doesn't help too that your series is being dominated right now by two young Australians, a German and a Frenchman. So, <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and a Japanese guy too. Yeah. Fair enough. So, good job, America. We killed it. <laughs> do you got a road to pro moment? Um, or do you need a second? I, I need a second. All right. My road to pro moment. My road to pro moment is going to go out. Two. You know him, you love him. He's my weirdo. He is the one and only Jim Harbaugh. He is my weirdo. Michigan, second play of the game, pick six against Minnesota. 
battle for the little brown jug. Got to keep my little brown jug up on my mantle because we won. Not that it was ever a doubt, but uh, Jim Harbaugh, the, the team always. So the, you know, I don't know if you've seen these, Matt, but the in college there's always like a turnover like item that the defense has. You get a turnover, right? Like Oregon mm-hmm. State has a chainsaw. Um, yeah. Tennessee tried to have a turnover trash can at one point. <laughs> that that failed. That coach got fired. Um, <laughs> I believe that was Butch Jones. Um, or maybe it was Jeremy Pruitt. That's not right. Might have been Jeremy Pruitt. I don't know. It was somebody. Um, Georgia has like the Road Warrior spikes pads. Well, Michigan, Michigan does this. They they have a pair of buffs. You know what those are, right? Sunglasses, right? Yeah. Okay. So they're turnover buffs, and they always take a picture with the defense as a team, and then they hang it up in Schembechler Hall, which is the team like the big team meeting hall on campus and stuff. Well, Jim Harbaugh, he got into this picture. Corniest smile ever. That's my road to pro moment. Uh, the other thing was he was, I guess he, they have a video of it, but he, uh, he always like plays catch with the quarterback before the game. Cause Jim Harbaugh's again, Jim Harbaugh's just a weirdo. Um, yeah. and he dropped the pass and our quarterback, JJ McCarthy just started clapping at him after he dropped it. <laughs> so it's, it's just Jim Harbaugh. I love Jim Harbaugh, man. He's our weirdo. Uh, my road to pro moment, uh, also as football related, is the New York Jets this week. Um, <laughs> so last year, the Denver Broncos were coached by a young man by the name of Nathaniel Hackett, who and it was a disaster. Um, the team was terrible. Uh, if they scored 18 points a game, they would have gone like 15 and two. It was absurd, like how bad their offense was. Hackett got fired midseason after they got blown out by the Rams on Christmas. Um and it was it was overall just a mess. And the Broncos brought in Sean Payton, who's never uh, minced his words before and outright said that uh, Nathaniel Hackett had one of the worst coaching jobs of all time. This is the guy he just replaced uh, head coach coaching in the NFL is very much like a fraternity and you don't say things like that normally. And so it caught everybody off guard. And f- luckily, uh, Nathaniel Hackett is now the offensive coordinator of the New York Jets. Um, who are currently uh, without their Hall of Fame quarterback that they traded for, and instead they're so far bust Zach Wilson has been starting. Um, and last week, Zach Wilson actually played well, and this week they played the Broncos, and Zach Wilson again played well, and they embarrassed the Broncos at home 31-21, to and Hackett got the game ball and everything, and everybody was super pumped for him, and... Uh, Sean Payton uh, looks like an idiot right now, so that's funny. So, the the next. videos of Hackett on the sideline were fun. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, everybody was so pumped for him. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a guy so that probably funny. shouldn't have been a head coach. Yeah, but uh, and it's like, like I like don't get me wrong, Hackett was terrible last year as a coach, but he's not like a bad dude. No, and he's that's just he was yeah. just it's wildly funny when, out of his depth. It's funny when people that are mean get their comeuppance you know yeah so and uh currently uh sean payton is one and four which last time i checked is a worse record than the broncos had at this point last year so (laughs) i'm pretty sure most of the roster is like the same right yeah they're uh, yeah this is also a team that uh gave up 70 points a couple weeks ago yeah oh (laughs) yikes maybe maybe someone else is a bad head coach or something i don't know maybe someone else is out of their depth um Did Sean Payton retire or, or yeah, leave the Saints yeah. like he, after, he reti- a year he after retired. they lost Drew Brees? Uh, he retired after 2021, so he coached one more season. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And then he retired and then immediately started telling people he wanted to go coach their job. And it's like, OK, so you quit. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> I think happened. the Broncos had to trade stuff to, to the Saints to get him. Yeah, because he was still under contract. But yeah. so that's why he couldn't just quit. So. Yeah weirdo what an idiot yeah. uh, that's back. a different show uh xfinity series picks for this weekend from las vegas vegas um i got a non-playoff guy winning all right josh perry i was kind of thinking about that one um i'm gonna say uh sheldon creed i'm feeling dumb let's do it also <laughs> i'll pick for uh for davy uh parker Kligerman. Cup Series from Vegas. You want to pick for Davey first? Uh, Ryan Priest. All right. <laughs> Who you got? I got 
Give me Kyle Larson. They got through their tough round, so. Folks, I hate this driver so much. <laughs> well, let me tell you, he's he's probably going to win because, man, they are lights out. William Byron. <laughs> and I don't hate William Byron. Like I was going to say, I'm just, surprised you have a strong enough opinion like, on William Byron. It's not Byron. that I hate William Byron. It's just I wish I wish he showed he was allowed to have a personality. Yeah. Instead of, I wear a big hat when I win and candles. Like, that's not to say he's a bad dude. Like, I, and I hate, like, when we talk like that way, but it's not like he's a bad dude or, like, there's a reason I don't like him. It's just, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not, just waiting. He's for, just there. So it's not like yeah. I don't like him. That, that's probably not a good way to say, like, oh, I hate him. I don't hate him. I've seen, and I'm, I'm not a William Byron, like, fan. This is not me fanboying. I'm just waiting for everybody to just finally admit that William Byron's really good. Yeah, I, I, isn't that weird? Like all of the discourse around him is like, oh, William Byron, he's he's mid. Which I I could go on another rant about how much I hate the word mid. Um, You're mid, but uh, it's just like no, he's just really freaking good at driving a race car, and he always has been. I mean, yeah, he's boring. Like just say that he's boring. Yeah, that's all it is. <laughs> yeah, he's extremely talented behind the wheel of a race car. It's <laughs> so. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's the podcast this week. We we drug a little bit there through the center, but I think we did a good job. I think it was fine. I thought we were gonna come. I thought we were on pace for like a thirty minute episode. We like, were. Oh, we, we were at the start, and then we were like, <laughs> "Hey, let's talk about the schedule. Let's talk about the Xfinity Series silly season." But yeah, let's um, make fun of Colic again. Exactly. Oh, they won the race. Let's make fun of them. I mean, we did the same thing last week. We talked Ryan Blaney won, and then we immediately talked about how Ryan Blaney's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a farce. Um. <laughs> Remember, folks, to make sure you click the like button on the video, you, you like the podcast, you leave us a review on your podcast platform. Reviews do a lot. Um, they help these things get recommended to more people and stuff, so we encourage you to leave a review, uh, a five-star review at that. We'd appreciate it if you did, uh, especially if you're listening. If you listened all the way through and you've been listening all the way through, leave a review. It takes like two seconds. Just say, I love this podcast. Can have zero yeah. substance. I don't care. Just five-star review. Um, also make sure you're following us on our social media at fake racers on X as well as I believe on threads because who knows when Twitter is going to die. Um, Not fast enough. No kidding. Uh, you can also follow at Johto Network on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. Also on YouTube.com forward slash at Johto Network. Also, we also have JTN2, which if you're watching the video form of this, you're you're on JTN2. So hit subscribe. Matt's waving at you. It's um somewhere it's like down right down below matt like just there you go it's down there somewhere yeah um so click the subscribe button that's always a big help uh we're, we're trying to build this second channel to give you guys more more of this style of content um you know it's also our home for oof sides which matt does a great job hosting each and every week do we doing a good job on stats and uh steven do and jack doing a good job at poking dewey um <laughs> But that's a great show if you're looking for a more casual football experience with some good little tidbits here and there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like when I listen to Oof Sides, it's like I'm listening to the I'm I'm like talking shop with the bros, you know? Like it's not. Yeah, that's kind of the energy. We it's not like for, super so. serious like some of these football shows where they're like, oh yeah, you saw the the, the blocking assignments there. They, they, uh, yeah. 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 The the main like influence is uh it's a show called Three Guys Talk About Football and the only way I could describe it is wildly unprofessional. Yeah. But it's fantastic. So Just go listen to Oofsides because it's like that. Yeah. But slightly worse. Um was that that wasn't a dig, that was just a No, no, okay. that, that is you, wildly you, accurate. You looked you looked very sad when I said that. Oh, did I? Yeah, I was like, oh, I wasn't That's just trying to be mean. <laughs> I just look sad all the time, man. I don't. I'm yeah, not actually sad. Um, but we want to do more content here on JTN2. It's, it's kind of what I've been striving to do. So if you could hit the subscribe button over here, that would help give me motivation. Um, say you want more content here on JTN2. I like doing the race breakdowns. I wish. Uh, I wish we could get Davey to do some of those and Matt to do some of those. Like, Davey, if you're listening, do some race breakdowns. This is a call out post. Pretty much. I mean, this this episode. Anytime we've mentioned Davey, we've been like saying something <laughs> negative. So. 
Let's build him up. Let's let's say something. Let's both say something positive about Davy. Matt, why don't you go first? Uh, he's very good at sim racing. Um, he is very. That's not a dig at all. Davy's like the best friggin' sim. I it like makes me mad every time I've raced Davy in, in an arm. Like, how are you this much faster than me? <laughs> so, my compliment to you, Davy, if you're listening, which I know you are, is you are very emotionally intelligent. I was going to say he's like very dedicated to like the people and things that he likes. Also, yes, that dude is ride or die with with the people that he likes. So not dedicated enough to come do this show this week because he's at a concert, (laughs) but (laughs) which her backstory, I got invited to said concert as a joke. I was told about this last week. And uh, again, Davey lives in, you know, pretty much the other side of the country for me. Uh, But uh other side of the country from you too, Matt. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite literally the opposite. Literally coast. the other side of the country from me. Yeah. <laughs> um, it would be hard for me to get further away from Davy without leaving the continental U.S. But I, I appreciated the, uh, the experiment in thought. Yeah. So we love you, Davy. We missed you this week. We won't tell you that next week, but we miss you. Yeah, you got to make it to this part of the episode if you want to hear that. So. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see if he sends us a message. We'll see if he makes the post this week. Again, follow at Fake Racers. <laughs> follow at Joto Network. Folks, we can't thank you enough for watching, for listening. Like, subscribe, comment, do all those things, and we will see you next time here on the Fake Racers Podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>